Is this a sad thing for the pot? No, I mean kind of. <laughs> Do you want me to start with it? I'm. This is sad news. But and actually, I hate saying that because with what's going on in the world, this is not sad news. But I am doing sober March, um, and I oh, generally. No. <laughs> I. I generally do this because like it's so busy and I always just like feel like it's a good like reset to the off season of like being really focused. So um, sadly, I will not be partaking well, in adult beverages for at least until the final four. So um, lucky for me, I get to New Orleans on the 31st and at 9 p.m. So it doesn't matter. So April 1st. We're starting fresh in New Orleans. All right. Well, on that note, you're sober and I'm going to, mmm. I like that the first response that you give me, Paige, about you having sober March is, oh no, that's my response <laughs> to you trying to help yourself and better yourself. So um, God bless you get for healthy. it. Well, yes, get healthy. Uh, I'm not healthy after Vegas, but welcome in to uh, No Punts Allowed, where I am still hurting. I am still a little tired. And college football things are happening. Spring is happening. But yeah, Paige, I'm still um, a bit in recovery mode. A lot of work, mostly yeah. work recovery, but some not work recovery. What was, what was your highlight? Okay. Well, the first night went way too hard. That's Vegas. <laughs> that's a Vegas no-no. <laughs> I was till I was at Resorts World, which is really nice. You should, next time you're there, if you haven't been um, till about I'm going five, in July. Yeah, I was there till about 5.30 in the morning at Resorts World. So that was a mistake. But, so I was there for That's the amazing. Golden Tea Golden Tea World Championship. So I did a uh-huh. lot of commentary. My voice is actually in pretty good shape. I was worried that my voice would be in shambles. Um, but so, a lot of commentary, which was fun. Sunday night, we crown a champion, okay? We go mm-hmm. to the bar at the Westgate. We're sitting at the bar. Um Somebody comes up to me and goes, hey, look behind you. Is that is that Cuba Gooding Jr.? Behind me? It is. Cuba Gooding Jr. is sitting at the Westgate bar huh. on, a, on a Sunday night by his lonesome playing some video poker. So people go up, take some pictures. Very nice. Accommodating. I go to the guy who won the world championship. I'm like, hey, I'll go get you your big check. And why don't you go up to him and say, can you say, show me the money with your big Golden Tee World Championship check? So we orchestrated. He's very shy. We're planning it out. Okay. We're, we're, he's taking pictures. Seems very friendly. Um, great. He walks over with the big check with someone there to kind of do it for him, like as a handler. And immediately I'm watching from a distance and like Cuba Gooding Jr. did not look very happy about this at all. Oh, and uh, very instantly declined and shortly thereafter walked away. Um, so, Keo Gooding Jr., if you're listening to this, which you most certainly are, I apologize for uh, stampeding the night. Yeah, and um, that's a first for me. Uh, but, you know, when you, you're there and you're celebrating the Golden Tee World Championship, you got to step out a little bit. Yeah, I feel like that would have been excellent content for you guys. So I understand the want and I appreciate the effort. Um, also great movie. Um, but yeah, that, that's tough. I can't think of like any, I don't think I've ever gone up to a celebrity. It's not my style either, by the way. I did not do it. No, I, I I know you well enough to know that is not you at all. 
Well, um, like, but for content, I was willing to instigate other people trying to facilitate this. Yeah. But, um, but that's like a a big celebrity or like he hasn't really been in much, but just to see. He's like very well known. Oh, yeah. And um, on a, just to turn over on a Sunday and he's like 15 feet away was not what, what I was expecting. Um, Actually. Uh, I was going to, I thought it was Vegas, but it was New Orleans, actually. Do you remember when we were in the, I forget which casino we were in, but. Um, Probably that Harrah's. Yes, that Harrah's. And Jay Cutler was there. Not to say that he's like the same thing as Cuba Gooding Jr. at all, but. Jay Cutler. But I just remember being like, that's a celebrity I might say hi to, but probably not because knowing Jay Cutler, he'd be like, get the fuck away from me. So. Yeah, it, it probably, it probably wouldn't go well either. And it is not definitely my style. Um, but man, getting that show me the money with the check, that would have been great content. So, but Vegas was good. Um, it was very busy. It was, it was very back, uh, poor decisions, poor gambling, by the way. Holy shit. I didn't, this was not a good Vegas trip in terms of (laughs) luck and, um, just bad, bad gambling all around. Now I go back in two weeks, by the way. So you do. Okay. So you have myself. time. I don't know. I think the odds will get worse, but, um, you can put money on Arizona to win the national championship at plus 800 right now. Just as is well. that is. So this is where I start to get my basketball on. Is that a bet? I need to be, well, I, I mean, I'm super biased, but it's, but it, they're the number two team in the country and plus 800. Like that's wild. How are you going to cover? I would put money turn- on Arizona and Duke to win the national championship in terms of like odds. Obviously, Gonzaga is the favorite, but like that, those are two teams that are like really good and have had interesting losses. And are, I mean, I don't know, like those are teams that I would be f- comfortable picking. Of course, you would. Um, have you already placed money on Arizona? Oh yeah, I did a long, long. I was time gonna, ago. I was gonna ask, what odds did you get? Because I, I know no, I got this plus eight hundred, but that was, well, okay. So I may, I may oh, have boy. two separate futures. <laughs> well, that's good. That's the way to do it with the future betting. Way to go. <laughs> yes. So, but I, but the Arizona odds that I have are plus eight hundred. Um, I so, like for it. national I, championship. Well, I like it when we bet the same. Because like we have good gambling synergy, like when we have the like when same we bets bet rolling, the same, you're right. It, when we have like plus when we bet give together, it's good. Your March Madness joy, like that'll be a wave to ride. I would imagine the tweets are going to be flying uh, uh, when this happens. So I need a rooting interest on this. I so. can't explain to you how like I'm even like getting sort of like teared up thinking about it. Like I would be so unwell. If Arizona makes it to the final four and I am in attendance, like they're there because I am going. So I will be in New Orleans but, for the final but four. You are, but you are cover, you are covering. This yes, I'm working, but I'm working. I'm working. But it's also like, you know, okay. like I get to enjoy the game. I mean, I wouldn't enjoy it. I'd be in physical are, pain. I would not be able to sit. I don't think. Are you credentialed for this? Yeah. Oh, you're so fun. <laughs> I saw I saw you watching an Alabama Georgia game in Alabama. <laughs> out there's Arizona. I'm I'm speaking for you, but there's Arizona, I, and then there's like, and then you I keep know, going, else. and then it's I would Alabama. Have to like sit on my hands. You I know, legitimately, 
I, I don't know. Like, what's so funny is one of my good friends who works for Bleacher Report, her name is Caroline. She works for House of Highlights. Um, I feel like you could get really good fan content sitting next to me watching an Arizona game, like working for House of Highlights. Like, they should just record me having a panic attack the whole time. Because honestly, I wouldn't be able to cheer. And so, like, my emotion would just be like, if Arizona, if Arizona is in this, you have to seriously consider probably not. I don't like. <laughs> no, you may not I mean, be as bad as those Georgia homers we sat next to. My God. Oh my, but, that was horrible. In the press or, box, we actually let's tell that story because I don't know that we got into it, but like when we were, because it, it's far enough away now that like people aren't listening to this and going to hear it. But no, I mean, I don't. Maybe they what, who cares? Maybe there's local Georgia people listening. But we were sitting next to a group of local reporters and the commentary on the national championship was so annoying. It was like it was just very like and you know if you're credentialed at an event, you have to stay unbiased. Like you sit and you don't cheer, you don't clap, there's nothing that happens. Yes. There's reaction obviously to like big plays where everyone's like, oh holy shit. But this was literally then like going back and forth and like pretending to whisper and like they weren't oh, whispering. Yes, there was no whispering. Like, oh, you got to hit so-and-so up the seam here, Kirby. Like, yeah. oh, oh yeah. You know, he's wide but open. That's That actually would be my problem because I would call them by their first names. Um, but that that and also now that now that we both um had our bout with covid um there was a guy sitting next to us i was coughing the whole game at kramer i've never seen him so uncomfortable he's like this is it this is it we made it through this whole thing and this is it he's like this is it Paige." it wasn't even caught he had some sort of it was like it was breathing it was like a it was was a sound it was a deeply deeply unwell sound (laughs) it was a deeply unwell like barn animal sound that I thought I didn't know where it was coming from. I had like I just like I, by the by the third quarter between Homerville and Snortsville, I was like ready to lose my mind. All uh, right, well, and, and I'm I'm sorry. I like we sound like we're assholes about this. We kind of no, are. but it was a not. But like I know that like you, if you're at a game, you have you can't act that way. So like I will have to. I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, there might need to be like a tranquilizer next to me that like someone can like hit me and be like, oh. <laughs> I need a, I need a pullback guy. Oh my God. Yeah. I literally yeah, am going to need a need pullback like, person that's like, chill, chill, chill. Brent, chill. Your Brent Venables on. Like, no, I'm going to oh, be like relax. squeezing, like my fists are going to be like, my knuckles will be white from like clenching and just being like so scared. Ugh. I, you know what? We're getting ahead of ourselves. We still have a whole tournament, which I'm very excited yes. for. I am and too. if they don't make it, I'm going to be completely heartbroken, but it is what it is. Um, there are lots of good teams. I'm excited to go to my first Final Four. Actually, I've never covered the Final Four in person before. That will very, be a fun event. I know. I'm yes. very excited, especially because that was like the first thing that I really got to cover was college basketball. But anywho, um, college football. Broken. It's apparently the the worst of the worst to attend. Um, but it had a, what was it? The lowest in like 50 years in terms yep. of attendance. Um, since 1981, averaged the lowest attendance. So one of our listeners reached out and said, tell us how to fix college football. Like, these mm-hmm. are the numbers. What would you do to fix college football attendance? And I thought that was a very great question. So Kramer, do you well, have any tips and tricks for getting people to attend college football games? So let me start by saying the at-home experience is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say this page for 
and I'll speak for you, but I'll speak speak for myself specifically. I love going to college football games. Um, if I'm doing a story, we go to the national championship. I don't really miss traveling to football games during the year, and I cover it. So I'm maybe specific. If you like a team. If you're mm-hmm. an Alabama fan, maybe you're like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I want to go to Alabama. But I like being at home because I love seeing what's going on. I think the sport is getting a little less geographical and people want to see what's going on. TVs are amazing. These 8K coverages are amazing. Beer is a lot cheaper. Parking sucks. It's it's a lot. Now, again, I wonder how much COVID has impacted this. And I'm just I'm walking through the entire logistical issues of this mm-hmm. versus the issue itself. There is clearly a problem. Part of this, though, Paige, I think is unavoidable in terms of, like, the at-home experience is comfy and wonderful. But this, to me, boils down to a pretty two, – two simple things. Improve Wi-Fi and connectivity for fans. You go into yes. a fucking stadium and you are done. Oh, my done. gosh. Yeah. You are done. And that bothers some people. I don't think they want to be disconnected for all that wrong, long. And the biggest thing, Paige, make better football games. Better out of conference games and don't do them in bullshit stadiums. That would be my two immediate things that you I like that. Um, what I think they need to do is, and obviously with college, it's a little more difficult to execute this, but we're seeing that a lot of stadiums are adding sports books and the ability to watch other games. So I think that's a really big piece of what is happening with college football because, like you said, you know, part of this is. Some people really enjoy watching college football in general, and the yep. the fans of certain teams love to go to the games. That's great. But the larger college football audience is now watching for gambling purposes and watching watching on a national level. So say their local team or wherever they can get to easily every Saturday is one that's not you know nationally ranked. They still want to pay attention to the big games that are going on, and it's not really. I mean, at least I know in like the Arizona Stadium, there's only certain areas where you where there's TVs to be able to watch other games. Um, but I think making those sort of things more accessible to the students. I don't yep. know if like sports books on campus is like ever going to happen because that sounds bad. But they are adults, like they are 18 years it old, will. so. Like they get to make their own decisions, um, and we allow drinking on there, so why not? Um, but I think it would be kind of cool to add that element, at least being able to watch it as like a fan of the whole sport and still attend the game that you want to attend. I think, though, like, I I really think this is a challenge for the sport. But, but also, attendance is not the driving factor behind a lot of the huge revenues. No. It, it's, what, 20 to 30%, which is not nothing. But if your attendance dips somewhat, and your television revenues are great, and your conference revenues are great, you're, you don't like your attendance dipping, but it's not a death blow, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that like this is not yeah. a death blow for these teams. So, but I just think, again, I, I don't know. I'm old now. So if I was in college, I would tailgate, I would have to go to the game. But now, like, if I were not covering it, I would tailgate, and then I'd go to a bar, and watch it like and, yeah. and probably just hang out and i'd and i'd have a similar camaraderie experience especially if it's like a local bar yeah and and i'd be able to watch other games and bet on other games too so like i love the sport i don't think there's anything quite like being in a football stadium like illinois nebraska when i went to that as a fan and that was not well attended for an opening game 
uh, one of the more enjoyable game experiences I've had because it was just kind of fun to be at. Yeah. Um, before, I mean, I, I think I've told this story on the podcast. I mean, watching Arizona beat Iowa was one of my favorite wow. um, college football experiences, besides the fact that I completely shattered my toe and then had to have surgery and watch in a wheelchair. But that's beside the point. But like I, the fact that I was one even there and still attending, very exciting. Um, and watching that was really cool. So I think your team doesn't have to be good to go and watch. Like college football is good for no. being bad sometimes. So I don't think that's necessary. I don't think it's the product on, on the field that's a problem, I really. I think it's just the experience where, like you said, like, I think more so now than ever, like, kids are tailgating and just staying and tailgating and watching games. Also, if you're a Pac-12 school, they're starting at 10 a.m. and their kickoff isn't until, like, 7 p.m. So, like, it is kind of hard to do that. So, I would be curious what where the Pac-12 fell in that attendance um, stat. But... I don't think it's a, a huge deal. I mean, I agree we, with that. And it's also, this has been a steady decline. We just finally hit the marker of like lowest in this many years that, you know, everybody's blowing up. And it's not to say that people aren't watching college football either. So. No, the interest is tied. The sport is growing. Uh, revenue continues to pour into it. NIL proves exactly what is happening with this too. You know, what yeah. would increase attendance, like you said, is if they had, I don't know, extra playoff games that were played on campus. Yes, put and, would and also like up. you want to like you want to improve attendance. Like, stop scheduling shit football games. Like, I'm here for <laughs> cupcake. I know what these cupcake. Yeah, games how dare mean. you talk about cupcake week like that? Well, I you know I I appreciate the cupcakes. I understand how important it is for them. But like, you want attendance to grow up? Don't schedule Savannah State. Like <laughs> your your schedules your your attendance is going to go up right significantly. Yeah. So I I. But that's hard because the Savannah States rely on that. And if you're a team that's, you know, hovering around bowl eligibility, you know the importance of that. So you're saying, okay, we could sacrifice potential attendance revenue for all of it that comes with this win. I, um, But again, I don't think it's a bad thing for the sport. I don't think it's a good thing for the sport. You'd obviously want to drive up attendance. It doesn't necessarily signal like an end of college football. No, and also go. But I would say if there was a week where it was a good week to drop that college football attendance is low, it would be the week that baseball is just completely shooting itself in the foot. So Um, sad. We have officially canceled opening day or postponed it, I guess, opening day in the first two series of of the baseball season. Um... Any thoughts? Because we actually both are like pretty decent. I mean, I'm a pretty big yeah. baseball fan. I know you Me are too. too. Like we we enjoy some good baseball, and like actually we enjoy some pretty bad baseball. Um, yes. But but like that's a staple of the summer, and it's also just like crazy that this league is just so terrible at supporting its players, and that they have these discussions so often. It feels like. Um, and they still can't get anything done. And the commissioner is just a complete clown. Absolutely. Oh, my clown. God. Well, that's an important point. And there are some ties to college football here. The commissioner, Rob Manfred, is horrifically bad at his job. Yes. Let's just start with that. But <laughs> Rob Manfred is not – is this is not his problem. He does not exhibit leadership. And, he, mm-hmm. and he's smiling when he's saying he's canceling, which is like, yeah. what the fuck is that? But <laughs> – he is a mouthpiece for the owners. The, Roger Goodell takes a lot of shit. Roger Goodell is actually a tremendous mouthpiece for the owners. Roger mm-hmm. Goodell 
in comparison to Rob Manfred is uh, is magnificent. So I know we like to boo Roger Goodell, but mm-hmm. Roger Goodell still has the owner's best interests in mind, and yet presents it as if it's kind of it's kind yes. of him, and he has a way to kind of curb the saltiness and all that. So Rob Manfred's job is to be a mouthpiece for like you know most of them. I assume all these franchises are probably worth a billion dollars, billionaires. So he's kind of his hands tied, and yet manages to completely be the face of incompetence and greed and all of this. Here's the thing that drives me crazy, Paige. I get that these conversations don't kick up until like, like till things get tight and there's a deadline. Mm-hmm. It seemed like they were making headway. Why couldn't you have started talking earlier? This this could have been avoided. Yeah, and it's incompetence and greed. And it feels like I don't know about you, but it feels like to me, people pretty much are supporting the players in unison on this. Like it. Yeah. I don't think the owners are getting like a lot of love as you like survey the landscape. No. no, not at all. And I mean that you're right. That is the main problem. But I think the other side of that too is like, I will use Adam Silver as, as an example. I think he's someone who is a major advocate for the players. And I would say Manfred doesn't even try to Agreed. do that. He yes. just is like, I'm whatever either. Just you guys a pocket want, square. Yep, yeah. That's it. Yeah. And so I, I really do think that, like, he could do a better job of fixing. Like, I think the other part of this is that it's, like, when you're canceling games, like, this is people's livelihoods. Like, this isn't just yeah. players. This is, you know, staffs. This is security stands. people around. Yep. Yes, it's it affects so many people. And they already dealt with major changes in minor league, which wiped out a decent amount of jobs and affected people's lives. And so I think that that part of it is like that is his responsibility to almost be like, Hey, we understand this is a huge impact and it's, it's tough and it's sad and it's hard, but it's like, he doesn't even seem to have that, like have grasped that the gravity of all of this. Like it almost seems like he is not aware and like he's very aware and has a lot more information and could be a little bit better about it, but he's just not. Um, it's but yeah, it's sad and it's hard to watch. And I really hope we get, a baseball season. I'm sure we will. I don't want it to be I the idea of having like shortened baseball seasons just like again it's gross. like we've been through, I know. like we just went through all of this. Like how how can you not have better solutions and come to the table with better understanding of the needs? But I mean, I'm happy that the players association is not budging because again, this isn't just to get this season going. This is to impact the long-term effects of problems that this league has in supporting its players. Yeah. And I do kind of love that new Matt, Max Scherzer sounds like a real bulldog asshole at the negotiation table. And he's making 45 million a year. And he still is like on behalf. If you listen to him talk, like he sounds like a really intense, shrewd negotiator, which baseball needs. Yeah. Um, I get sad. Uh, I love baseball. I'm a Mets fan. Um, I get sad about that. But actually, the Mets have some, the Mets have some hope and some mo- movement. Yeah, and it's it's like it's really like this is like to me it's such a cool passive thing. This gets me to college football. Baseball does. Page like I like college basketball. I love March Madness. But when I think of baseball, I think of like going home, cracking a beer, sitting down with my kids, watching a couple innings. Like I think of just baseball being this constant form of entertainment for me, mm-hmm. and. I am really bummed out and I, and I think they're going to lose fans and that sucks. 
because yeah. I, and I can't blame fans who are fed up. That's not me. I'm not going anywhere. I know how like business negotiations go, but I can't. I can also be really disappointed with the sport and its ability to act and its leadership. It's a fucking disaster right now. Yeah. So um, it's it's sad. I'm bummed. Like we it, gotta wait a while. It sucks. I mean, I like I love baseball and going to A's games, especially like I don't need a shortened season when maybe you know could be the last of who knows. If the A's are actually staying, I know they approved it. Howard Terminal, don't come for me. But I, I still, I won't believe it until they build it and they play a game there. Um, but yes. I will say that, like, it is a staple of what we do during the summer. Because even, I mean, before COVID, I was working in San Francisco in the train um, from where I live. And the Bleacher Report office in the middle is basically where the stadium is. So I would, like, legit meet my family after work and, like, go to night yeah. games and it's just the best. I love baseball and I hope that it gets fixed. Um, one sport that does not need to worry about attendance or a specific game is the Duke game, which is this Saturday against UNC, but it is coach K's last home game in Cameron. Ticket prices are going to break records that even Super Bowl tickets have not hit yet. Holy shit. Which is insanity. Um, right now I looked at Ticketmaster, $19,000 for a ticket right now is listed on Ticketmaster. 8000 and the cheapest one on here is 4900 I mean, wow. that one, well, then I, how many, how many seats are in Cameron? There's not many. Okay. So right? it's like, actually small. I, it's smaller than I thought. I think there's a lot of seats, but it's like packed in. So I went in November and the first, like, lo- the lower sections are the one uh, across from the benches is the student section and the Cameron Crazies, and that's where actually where press row is. And then um, behind one of the baskets is the graduate student section, too. So those two sections are taken up. And there's only, like, maybe two levels to the three levels to where the seats are. Um, it's not huge. It's very intimate. But, I mean, they can pack a lot of people in there. Like, the student section is, like, packed 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 like they're benches and so they don't have individual seats which is crazy because like at u of a we at least had like seats that you had to be in like these are straight up benches and they just like cram all of these people in um that's why they call it the crates came and crazies um but the fact that like this ticket is so ridiculous like I I was reading an article about how this like season ticket holder like someone in the beginning of the year offered their, like, friends who were season ticket holders, like, $5,000 each for their tickets, and they said, no, 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 and I guess, like, a couple weeks ago, they're like, okay, we'll give you 10000 each, and they were like, they took it, and she's like, I don't care how much mine's worth, I'm staying, which props to her, because I would want to experience something like this, I think it's awesome, um, whether you like or dislike Coach Money. K, like, the, yes, well, the fact that, like, one, this is his final game in Cameron, he's been there forever, whether you like him or not, they're playing their rival, and they're potentially going to get a one seed, and UNC is playing to basically get a spot in the tournament. So, like, the stakes are high, but also, like, yeah. the moment is so exciting and so cool. I mean, I felt even, like, honored to be able to go to a game during his last season. Like, I was like, this is so cool. I get to say that I, like, saw Coach K coach in, in Cameron during his last season. Um, and so I, it's nuts to me that this is happening because, like, I love college basketball, obviously, but, like, never did I think, like, a ticket price – would be like setting a record no. for a college basketball game. But this also begs the question of 
what sporting event, like any hypothetical sporting event, yeah. would you pay like an astronomical amount of money to attend? Okay, so real quick, fun fact about John Shire. Uh, came up yes. in local high school, okay? John Shire from the area. Uh, John Shire played against all my buddies and would absolutely fucking torch us <laughs> because he was a machine. So John Shire, Love when that. we would play him in high school, was a monster. Of course he was. And he was hated because he was like a little cocky bastard and he's amazing. <laughs> and also, like, what, what an amazing brand. gig. So so a little John Shire background, but you'd watch him play and it was uh, John Shire and and now, of course, Jalen Brunson, who went to my high school. It's been fun to watch him. So, okay. Now, I've been thinking about this a little bit. I'm, as a whole, I'm a little numb to this. I have a little background story to give you. Okay. We'll, we'll tell you my most painful ticket giveaway. Um, <laughs> the answer, of course, is Tiger Woods' final Masters. Whenever that is, is, is that I would pay an ungodly amount of money for Tiger Woods' final Masters. He's my favorite athlete all the time. I, we've been to a lot of really cool games, most of them college mm-hmm. football games, so I'm a little numb to all of this. But years ago, I was given tickets to the Masters. We were doing a deal with PGA, PGA Tour for the Golden Tee side. Maybe I've told you this. I had tickets to go. I gave them to the owners of my our company here, mm-hmm. um, which they were very appreciative of. I ended up covering Kansas football spring game. That oh, week. yeah. With Les Miles and Rick Ross, uh, okay, and and so they had tickets to Sunday. So I fly home oh, from Kansas so football sad. spring game. Okay, it's a fucking blizzard in Chicago. It's April. It's a blizzard. I'm watching on my phone. I shouldn't be saying this on the drive home. There's like six inches of snow. I'm sliding all over, but Tiger's on like the 15th hole, and I'm getting texts from like the, my owners, like. This is so amazing. Thank you so much. And he wins it. Okay. And so I think about that a lot. Okay. Because being at Tiger Woods and the Masters, and I know I'm hijacking your answer, but now I need to go see Tiger Woods at the Masters at some point. Maybe not his Um, last one, which would be the ticket, but I want to go. That is basically the Masters of like missed opportunity. Because I told this story to you, but I don't, I have not, so I think, sad. publicly told this story. I, um, a couple years ago, received a job offer from PGA Tour. <clears throat> and that year, basically, it would be to do social media and go to tournaments. And they said, like, we don't, like, we usually let, like, the newer people go to the big ones when they want to. Like, you can decide. Like, obviously, you can't go to sure. every major. But, like, that some people get to go to them. And, obviously, that would have been my first choice to go to. And yeah, that would have been the first year that I I would have been working for them would have been um, Tiger Woods winning the Masters. So I could have not only been up close and personal, but um, I had turned that job down because I got offered the college football role here and I wanted to cover college football. But uh, I deeply good career choice. Yeah, bad day decision. Yeah. In the moment, I remember watching it being like, oh. Um, what have I done? I know. But if the PGA Tour ever wants to invite me back just for fun to be like a a a single day hire to to cover um <laughs> the Masters, I'm open to it. I'm so open to vlog the whole day of going to the Masters. But like outside of that, so Tiger to me has always had a connection. I would really I would I'd like to go to a Super Bowl. Uh if the Jets were in the Super Bowl, you would I do that. think that I thought that, that would, would be your answer. 
That would be it. And if the Mets were so to me, it's all about your teams. Actually, yeah. my dad and I have talked. That's when what the I Mets mean. are in the when the Mets are in the World Series. You're going. I'm gonna pay it. I'm gonna pay it. And we're gonna pay it. And we're gonna go. And yeah. you know, he's got some money, so we'll do it up right. And, and like, hopefully he's <laughs> yeah. hopefully that's a him bill thing. So I have to worry less about yeah. the um, like the bill because it's gonna be expensive. But to me, it's Tiger, Jets, or Mets. Iowa in the college football. Ah, they're gonna lose. I don't. Yeah. I, I and we'll we'll worry about that. I'm like numb to college football, but to me. Those three things, you know. Yeah. Mine? Ugh, one day. Yeah, right. We'll go to the Masters together to watch Tiger. But mine would oh, certainly be Arizona basketball in a national championship. But good news, if they make it this year, I don't have to pay for a ticket. Um, there you go. That, Seriously. <laughs> that, would, that would get it around. But other than that, I would say um, I would like to watch the 49ers win a Super Bowl. That would be awesome. But the A's winning the World Series would by far be a bigger like heartstring thing for me. I I would be unwell. Um, I think I would be unwell if any of my teams won a championship. I think there's a reason why they don't because like I don't know that like if Arizona wins a national championship, like you're not gonna like you can't tell me anything for like a whole year at least. Like that bare minimum. Just um, peace. Like you're out. Yeah. I'm going to be the most obnoxious human being on this planet um for at least a year. Like I I've already, I will own that. I'm not even I'm not even sorry. Um but I think, yeah, an, an Arizona National Championship and an A's World Series would be the two that I would drop all of my money on um, to to go to. I, I, You know, it really is – now I want the Mets to be – now it's getting me sad about baseball. Because I really <laughs> would love to go. They were in it not terribly long, and I, and I could not – my dad did go, I think. Mm-hmm. And I could not go, and I can't remember why. Um, but again, I got drunk at home. I went to the fun. last wild card game, and the A's lost by a bajillion to the – yeah, so that was not fun. Yes, it's um, <laughs> no, it's it is not. It's fun. hard, but I feel like um, you know what? I'm I'm glad that that those tickets are going for what they're going for for Coach K. I feel like that's awesome, mm-hmm. and he's like him or not, he's good for for college basketball, and I'm looking forward to the tournament and maybe a decent run for them. But I hope they lose before they reach Arizona because that would not be good for my health to watch. Um, okay, but we've got. I guess we, we, okay. could, we we could talk football I, now. Yes! No, but I don't really care because I like talking baseball and shitting on them. Before we talk combine betting, this is – we're going to – all right, first off, how do you feel about spring football? Let me let me enter in a little bit. Like, how do you – what are your thoughts on spring football? I legitimately don't care. Like, that sounds so bad, but I think this is why. This is why I don't care because I think a lot of people put a lot of stock in, like, the things that they see at spring games. And I'm like, dude, we have so much time. Shit's going to change, especially like big teams. Like it'd be nice to see like what some of the quarterbacks look like. I think that's usually the biggest thing because they get reps, but like, like it's not, this isn't anything. I feel like it's basically a walkthrough and I'm sure you have a different answer, but I. No, 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 I don't. I I remember um, there was a time maybe six, seven years ago where I feel like spring football was it. Like, I remember some of these LSU teams, like Zach Mettenberger, like throwing, completing 28 of 28 passes in an LSU scrimmage bag. Holy shit, man. This is the year. But, so here's our plan on this pod. This is not going to be a goofy, nerdy, spring-heavy pod like, No, we are not going to break down Yo, did you see Michigan's O lined up? No. But we are going to try and touch on a point that is relatively interesting to us every week. If there's something interesting, and if there's nothing interesting... Screw it. Yeah. I find this 
No forced content here. Now, this isn't really all that interesting, but I I still think it's it's (laughs) meaningful. Casey Thompson, number one quarterback at Nebraska. Spring practice yes. has started. Now, a couple of things about this are interesting. A, the fact that spring practice has started does kind of get me a little juiced up. I say I don't care, but I kind of care. Like, I do think it. I am, hmm, I'm getting juiced up for this Nebraska team page. I, I've been, I'm like doing my, this is like more off-season research than I've done. spending too much time with Jason. <laughs> I, well, this is absolutely Jason content. But when I think of adding Mark Whipple, I used to work with an attorney named Mark Whipple, different Mark Whipple, formerly of you. Not my attorney, corporate attorney. <laughs> Should have clarified. Well played. <laughs> uh, We're revealing a lot on this podcast. Yes, yes. Um, so it's always thrown me. I interviewed Mark Whipple for a story I did on um, at, at UMass, hmm. and uh, so, but uh, obviously he really transformed Kenny Pickett. And I'm interested in this because, of course, he's going to be the number one quarterback. That was how it was always going to be. But I think he's pretty good. And I think yeah. if you get him with a competent OC, which they've done, you Nebraska's quarterbacking over the last 17 years with Martinez has just been so hit or miss. I want this to work, not just because of Jason listening, but I think it's a cool hire and I think it's a good fit. So him being number one, not surprising. The fact that it's starting and Scott Frost's like make or break year. And this is friggin' this is like the makeest or breakest of years like starts now. That feels like a deal to me. Yeah. I mean, it's exciting. Like, like you said, you're getting juiced up for it. And like the more I see it and the more I see reactions to it in the players and in certain things like that, especially with a lot of people on new teams, um, I feel like will be interesting but I don't take any, like, stock from it of, like, oh, okay, this is who's going to be the starting quarterback or this is yep. who – you know what I mean? Like, I just don't ever really look at it that way because I'm actually pretty sure that DJ had, like, a really good spring game. or I, There was some quarterback that was, like, recently that yes. had, like, a really good spring game and people were, like, kind of freaking out and it didn't go well. Um, but, I, yeah, I, I don't get super excited for it. I think I also – I it's a nature of working – um, in college football news for the last couple of years. Like, I've just gotten so sick of yes. people overreacting to some of this stuff um, and having it be a story that's not a story because people get bored. Um, but I will say, I mean, there. I mean, I'm excited for Spencer Rattler. I think it'll be cool to see him on a new team with, with some returning players that he worked with before. But it'll just be kind of cool to see, like, everybody sort of getting to their place, I would say. Because, I mean, with transfer portal stuff, everybody's been all over the place. So, um, definitely yes. think it'll be cool to see that. But other than that, I'm, I have no... I, I will watch them. That's the sad part, is that I, I say that I don't care. Oh, I will be watching them. Um, which is, like, kind of embarrassing. On, like, live streams on the internet. Oh, yeah. Which is just ridiculous. But, yeah. Okay. That's- so, on to more important topics, which is betting on the NFL Combine. Can you do that? That's I, I That was a serious question. I was like, can you? You absolutely can, and okay. guess what? I've got odds for you, so I can. Okay. This is over at DraftKings, who is, I think, one of the better um, books in terms of um, taking some chances, getting some weird shit out there. Yeah, um, because you know, they're doing it. I like so, I like that pick for sports books. Shout out Bleacher Report sponsor. <laughs> absolutely, and DraftKings, because, you know, yes. like call us. I'm just saying. 
So, all right. I've got a couple of prop bets here. Fastest 40-yard dash time. Faster than 4.29 seconds, minus 160. Slower than 4.29, my, uh, plus 120. That's pretty freaking fast. That's so I fast. I kind of like slower. I need to do a full-on evaluation of the speed in place. Usually for this, you're talking about kind of like a, like that you, you've got a handful of guys that you could target and say, he's going to be it. Because especially like the official times at the combine are normally not that fast. That's really, really fast. Yeah, I would definitely take slower. Okay. Here's a, this, I feel like they, this bet is geared toward me. I feel like they said, what would Adam want to bet on? And it's this question. Fastest 40 yard dash time by an offensive lineman. They did. Uh, did. Faster than 4.87 seconds, minus 115, slower than 4.87, minus 115. I like faster. The linemen are ridiculous. Yeah. Some linemen will run like a 4.71 and they are just 300 pound. This is like a pretty um, athletic O-lineman class. Yes, it is. So are you thinking under? On that. Yeah, I would take that. Look at us being all aligned on these. I know. All right. Let's go to bench press. Oh, Over 30, 39 and a half reps, minus 130, <laughs> under 39 and a half reps, plus 100. Hmm, that's a good line. I think the record is like 44. I can maybe do like 10. But like you know, what I bench press is like the bar. <laughs> when I used to, I used to train around the combine like a real meathead. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh um, that hard. <laughs> no, no, no. But I used to actually do this when the combine would come. I would see how many reps I would be able to get. And it used to be pretty good. Not anymore. I'll hurt myself doing it. Yeah, back in the so. day. You're back. You're back. I don't need you. Oh my God. No, no, no. It would go bad. But back in the day. I think I got up to 27 once. Like That's a lot. One one time and then of course it now And that's it like fully laying down, right? Fully full 225. This is a lot of like humble bragging. I didn't want to do goddamn combine numbers where are they? I think it's 44. Um was it Paella, the Oregon State D lineman? So he was on the Bears, right? I, I used to work out at the same gym as him. And he would come in I'm like a lot of name dropping. I better pick yeah, these up today. Seriously. <laughs> but, but he would work out and he would put 405 on there and it was like he was throwing it up and catching it. It was the dumbest, most cartoonish thing. Like it wasn't just 405. I it was repping see. at an abs- – hold on. I'm looking up the when – the- I, When I look at some of these numbers and I hear some of these numbers, like I have to see a video of it because otherwise the numbers mean nothing to me because like I – Obviously, I'm not into weightlifting at the extreme. Like, I do maybe the most that I've ever, like, lifted is, like, 15 pounds. I don't think I've ever tried anything more than that. Um, but honestly, I now I'm curious what I can bench press with just the bar. I think that, this is something we should absolutely test out. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't have like, access to it. Actually, my weights are legitimately right behind me, just so you know. This is a look into the into the studio. My my free weights are right here. Oh, there you go. That's about the same thing. 
Um, yeah. Get some. I got the. What's the most I have? I think it's 20, 25 is the by, most. That by I have, the way, so. how about me? It is Stephen Paya. Forty nine is the record. I like how you just went. How about me? <laughs> how about me? But like, who can <laughs> recite the combine bench press record like that? Like, who has that information stored? I'll tell you who. This guy. This guy. Uh, it was two thumbs and those combine any, numbers. <laughs> I mean. So 49. I'll tell you what, though. This is an aggressive over-under. Because, like, so what was it again? A, 39? 39 being been, the, the, the betting odds. Yeah, I think this, I think this is a shady. Hold on a second. This might be a shady website. It only goes up to 2020. Hmm. hmm. My information might be wrong. If anything. All right. I'm going to look it up again. All right. Well, but more combine. Let's go through this anyway. Yeah, 49 reps. Okay, still the record holder. Vertical leap, 43 and a half inches, one, minus 115 on either side. That is, oh my God, that is a leap. That is like, yeah, because I was thinking about like NBA combine numbers. That is, I don't know about that one. I'd Vertical probably go under. Jump record is like, wait. Broad jump. 11.5. I don't know. That doesn't really resonate with me. Three cone drill and the 60-yard shot. So you could basically bet on all of this stuff. Okay, wait, wait. Fantastic. So what What did you say the the vertical, vertical jump was? 43 and a half. Why are these numbers so weird? I'm telling you, you got in the web, same website that I did. No, I'm trying to look at the NBA ones from last year. But, like, the guy that they list at number one, like, his number is hot. That's so weird. Hold on. Don't worry. I'm on it. 44.5. 49 bench presses of 225, by the way, is... Is a lot. Ridiculous. It's, the the one for... um. I found the all-time record vertical leap for Con Chris Conley. In 2015, 45 inches. 43 and a half is a damn. I mean, Donovan Peoples Jones jumped 44 and a half. Wow. Why did no one, why did he why last so long and go to the Browns? All right. You know what's pretty? Speedy Noyle. Do you remember Speedy Noyle? No. Oh, man. Texas AM wide receiver. Broad jump record 12 3, Byron Jones. I do remember that if these are updated. This may not actually be proper information. The long and short on this is you absolutely can bet, bet on the combine. Yes. And we are going to bet under Lyman 4.87 seconds. That is what we're going we to do. We should group bet. And so we'll have producer Matt make a graphic of our combine bets. That is a uh, collective in. group effort. I am in. Um, um, I think we're, we've got some synergy on some of this. Um, Okay, so, of course, we're keeping this live. We've made it now three weeks for our No Punts Allowed Top 25. Yes. You or me. Because we've been, so far, Alabama, so Ohio far. State for both of us. Mm -hmm. Where are you Let's... going here? I think, we're still, I think we're still aligned here, and then we may go our separate ways. I am going with Georgia. Me too. Against my better judgment. 
Um, oh, that's interesting. There's somebody so, that I wanted to rank above them, but they will be four. I will keep that for for oh. next week, obviously. Um, oh, but I'm they prove they prove they prove me wrong. So I will give them the opportunity to win again. But I have doubts. But I think I think they're still going to be good. They're loading up again. They did have a bunch of big losses, but I think they're going to be fine and they'll be in the hunt. But I do think they lose the the games that were close last time. So I agree with you. Uh, I think their quarterback position is fascinating because Bennett is back. Yes. But Brock Vandegrift might win that job. Like Stetson Bennett might not be the starting quarterback. And JT Daniels. What is he? Is, what is he good? Like I, I don't. I'm like being really serious. Like oh, Brock. Well, yes. he was highly. It was the number. I think it was number one quarterback in the country a year ago. Or one of, I mean, recruiting rankings. I'm sure I'm going to get yelled at by this. Um, so, yes, but he didn't play. Um, so, Bennett will probably win that job to start. To start it out. But if, he, but if he has like a first half like he did, and I'm really curious what he looks like without a super team around him, I yes. guess is what I'm getting at. Question also, do we have con- some concern that Kirby will stick with him even if he shows those signs a la Jake Fromm? I think it's a little, maybe, of course. Yeah, he's done it before. And look, in the championship game, he didn't make a move and it worked out. Mm -hmm. I commended him for it. I think this is going to be a different type of season. The biggest loss for them. So they lost, obviously, a ton of really good defensive players. N'Kobe Dean, Jordan Davis. You love N'Kobe Dean. I love him. I want him on the Jets. We'll talk about that. (laughs) Oh my God, I want him on the Jets. But they lost a ton. But the, also the loss on offense. So you lost uh, James Cook. Uh, you lost Burton to Alabama. I thought that was maybe the most critical loss. Um, oh God, why am I messing? Uh, I'm screwing up their number one wideout who was been hurt. They lost a shit ton though yeah. on offense. So they still have the number one tight end in the country. They still have Bennett. The O-line should be pretty good. The defense will be better. Yeah, I think they've earned the benefit of the doubt because of the recruiting, and I think they're a year or two ahead of the team that I thought about picking, but can't just yet. So I think it's me harder for sure. I I don't think it's um. I mean, they're losing probably I don't know three or four first round draft picks, depending on how things shake out. Yeah, George Pickens. That's who I wanted to mention. So they lost a sh- a lot. Yeah, and I do worry about offense and where they're going to manufacture points yeah i think the the biggest thing in terms of georgia though is like we've seen before is you know you have a lot of things had to go right for them to win a national championship in terms of like stetson being good you know what i mean like there's and and stepping up in a big way um having a completely dominant defense and those type of things um i would say it's not as easy as it seems to go from winning a national championship to then refilling and doing that again. Um, And especially because too, like decision-making plays into this, like some people are going to get a lot more reps than they did last year. It's good. It might take a little bit into the season for them to get really a rhythm, but I do think they have the pieces for it. It's just going to depend on how Kirby coaches this up. So that I think I think this is going to be a harder coaching job for him than even this year was. 
if that makes sense. Like, I feel like that it more, no, it, that more will be about his legacy. I mean, look at Coach O. Like, this, this, not to say that Georgia is anywhere near struggling as much as, as that team was the year after because they didn't have the recruiting to, to refill the way that Georgia does. But I will say, like, in terms of coaching, like, this will be his, like, probably his hardest coaching job because of the fact that he won a national championship and with that team. Um, it's not easy to do. It's not easy to do. You know, Nick I, makes I it look easy. We got to throw that in there. He, he makes it look entirely too easy, and I think that is – we're assuming greatness. It's just not something we see year to year yeah. like this. And maybe they're wrong. I mean, they've recruited so well that they're on the Nick-like path, yeah. but the difference is Nick. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's um, the difference. But I will say for the Georgia fans listening, I will watch your spring game and watch Brock and let you know if I actually think he's good or just ranked high because, you know, now I don't oh, trust. So we'll get a we, – yeah, we'll get a full breakdown we'll, of the Georgia spring game. We'll That's a, the one that I care about. Page thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah. We'll, That's kind of mean about a college kid. Oh, like, come just, on. Boo. That was right, also, a boo or no, how about boo or no boo? Speaking of <laughs> boo or no boo. Um, speaking of thumbs down, the, I think the best thumbs down gif of all time is a Mets fan. Is, isn't that it's guy? Mets the, or Yankees. Like, yeah, right? Yeah, we're here. Yankees. Is it? The, the guy with the beard. I, th- I don't yeah. know if it's Yankees or Mets, but he's a New York fan. And it is a great gif because it's, it's, it's a stoic, It's an excellent boo gif. I always use that one. Um, that's one of my favorites. All right. Well, we will wait for your official review. All right. Before we go, I'm drinking a, um, a classic oh, yes. for Picks and Pints. It's a Hot Prism Blue Indie uh, Pale Ale. This is the first bit drop of alcohol I've had since Vegas. I'm going to be honest. It doesn't, it hits a little different right now. I'm going to have to continue my detox after this beer, but I have a brand up. Are you detoxing for a whole month in solidarity? No, I've got a UFC, I've got a UFC fight this week. We've got some sporting events. So I have two gambling picks this week. Um, Okay. And I'm interested to get your thoughts. All right. Golf, golf and UFC. On the golf side for the Arnold Palmer I am going to uh, – this is – actually, both these picks are kind of chalky, which I feel kind of lame about. But I'm going to go John Rahm, okay. who's plus 750 on DraftKings. Hate that pick. And I – okay, good start. And then on the <laughs> – He's a sun UF, devil. That's true. That's right. So, I forgot. This is an yeah. Arizona-related podcast. Yeah. On the, U, <laughs> on the UFC side of things. Um, <laughs> so Wait, it's a good – good, did you? Is that what? just your 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 golf pick? There is it Win- outright. Outright set plus seven fifty winner. Okay. I don't. I I don't know. I could go down the field a little bit. Billy Horschel at fifty to one. I don't hate. It's an interesting. It's an interesting board. I haven't really got my golf betting going. I've tried a few things here and there. It's not gone well. Oh, so I don't know if I you had have a Brooks, pick for golf at all. I had Kepka in the Waste Management Open. I was pretty pissed about that Sunday round. Uh, yes, that okay. was not great. That's all right. That was not great. Um, and then my last bet, mm-hmm. very chalky. UFC, pretty good card. It's been okay. beat up a little bit by COVID. Colby Covington, Jorge Masvidal. Um, I'm going to bet a minus 320 favorite in Colby Covington, which I don't like doing. That means Normally nothing. don't like that means nothing minus 320. No None of this. Okay. It's not even English to me. I, I, here's the thing. I told you this. I would love to watch UFC. I would love to bet on UFC. I think it'd be so fun. I cannot watch it or I will probably pass out. I remember I told you the last fight I tried to yep. watch. Someone like literally snapped their leg in half. So I, there's that no, was bad. I cannot. That was, 
That, you tuned in that the was the one way. time I was like, okay, I'll try again. I'll try it. I'll try it. For my brother, I was like, cool, we'll get it. Cause it was just him and I. And I was like, all right, we'll 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 order it mm. and we'll hang out and watch it. And I was like, I, no, I'm never doing this again. I had to leave the room. I was yeah, like, I think that, I'm gonna pass out. I think I'm gonna throw up. That's how dramatic. I um I was watching that fight and I dropped I was playing with my wedding ring as I often do, just like getting nervous energy. I dropped it behind the couch and I heard a crack. And I thought it was just a normal leg kick. And then I heard like a yell. And then I decided, you know what? I'm not going to tune back in. Yeah, no. So, but I do like Colby Covington minus 320, which is huge odds. Again, not my style, but it should be a pretty good fight. Are you betting anything this weekend? No, I was going to bet on golf, but I decided that I'm going to take the weekend off because March is, I need to save. I need to save for. So you're detoxing and you're not gambling. Do we need like we can talk about all of this off air? Um, I'm here to support you in whatever ways are. <laughs> You're like, like whatever's going on, man. You're just detoxing. No, it's because this is a very like full disclosure. It is a very like stressful and busy work time for me that I just am. I work better with a, a clear mind, but I will be gambling during the NCAA tournament. I usually I'm don't when Arizona's excited. in it, but I I will. We will have picks for that. I'm actually looking forward to bracket time, which is what, like, not a week from, is it a week from Sunday? A week from Sunday, yes, yeah. Yep. Good God. March 13th. That'll be fun. Selection Sunday. All right. So with that, number four team next week, we will do, uh, we have all sorts of other action to get to, uh, including hopefully convincing you to break your no alcohol <laughs> to, to break that. But for now, the page, I'm Adam. See you guys next week.